My Worst Holiday is a Roma the Mist and a Fourth Hand Podcast Network program. Brother Rip. Brother Rip. Next to my bathroom and my basement. This is My Worst Holiday. My Worst Holiday. Chopper cover shrooms, party corps, so is deep with a gerbil bereavement. One, two, three, psychiatrist, ketamine, anyone? I'd say never pooped in an encyclopedia. Dad, 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 can we get a little kitty with a gay, 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 gay wrestling promoter? We rubbed his clean with my extra light bone. This is my worst holiday. My worst All right, and today's episode is brought to you by the SJ Network. Do you want to be famous? Do you want to get your name out there? Are you an actor? Are you a director? Are you a producer? Are you a singer? Are you a dancer? If you want to be known, get a hold of me, and I'll put you in touch with Steve Joyner of the SJ Network. And this guy is going to put you on different shows just like this one or like the guests that we have coming on. So we're going to – what are you doing? I have a double chin on the YouTube cam. We'll move your other one. We'll take a look at it. <laughs> 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 also brought to you by Amazon. That's right, Amazon. It's just easy enough to go to my website, www.myworstholiday.com, and click the Amazon link. It's still your Amazon, and it gives us a little bit of love, and I mean a little bit of love. And with that being said, from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this is My Worst Holiday, a podcast about your worst wedding, or worst furry. Damn it. Worst funeral, worst date, bachelor party, bachelorette party, or whether it's funny after the fact, we want to hear it. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Michael Barton of the Foul Players Radio Podcast. Say hello. Hello. How are we doing, guys? How are we very doing, guys? Well. Fantastic. How are you, Michael? Michael which is good, 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 good. Here's an embarrassing moment. I forgot to tell you my stage name that I go by. It's Michael Spedden. So uh, <laughs> there's an embarrassing moment right there. <laughs> and with that being said, we have a very special hey, guest, Mr. Guys, Michael Spedden. <laughs> there we go. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me today, guys. I, I've been looking forward to this, and I've been having a great time in the SJ Network, getting to know a lot of people, you know, getting great guests and being able to appear on great shows and having a lot of great people come on mine. That's been just a wonderful experience, and I'm glad to be here tonight with my friends out in the Midwest in Chicago, out in uh, Bears, <laughs> you know, White Sox, yeah. and Cubs, and Blackhawks country, huh? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, same here. You know, I never dreamed it I'd be bulls. talking to people like, like you, you know, because I... Uh, basically, I, I'm in a I'm in a room next to a bathroom in a basement. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, that ain't no shit. That's 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 a true thing. The truth is, he really didn't have a lot of friends, so he just decided to do this to make friends. His wife doesn't let him actually out of the basement Not whatsoever. So. Oh. She keeps you in the basement, like Silence of the Lambs or yeah. something. Oh, she loves a me a lot. The lotion at? The yeah, lotion's around here somewhere. It's on my skin. <laughs> Ah, hey, listen, she did put the lotion on. Yeah, I, I follow the rules. I ain't no bitch. I ain't going to sit down and go, no, you scan me and shit like that, you know? Uh, no, I follow the fucking rules, man. I, I'm a rule follower. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So tell us all yep, about so you. So I've, uh, all about me, all about me. Well, um, I was thinking I could kind of go through my, uh, 
my uh, I guess my performing you know uh, stories and everything and kind of tell you some embarrassing things um, as we go along there so I know you like embarrassing stories mortifying stories or yes. maybe things don't, where don't I was you embarrassed love that, though? For... like you're, you're hanging out with your friends and the guy's like check check, check this out listen listen to what happened to me you know you're like mm-hmm. yes <laughs> tell yeah. me tell me <laughs> what happened to you tell me i started out you know when i was in high school that was kind of my first performing um actually before that before that when i was in elementary school um i was in a play um my parents were kind of trying to expose me to a lot of things back then you know both you know athletics arts you know whatever and and, um i was in a play i got the lead i was about six years old and I was up there doing the play, and I had—I was the lead. I nailed everything. I was doing all my lines, and then somebody in the background yells louder. <laughs> that completely knocked me off. That completely knocked me off kilter. <laughs> and I just—that was long. I'm um, standing up on stage. And I'm just staring back at the spotlight, yeah. like, "Shut up, mom!" <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and then um, I, I screwed up, and everybody laughed at me. And then um. So I said, screw this, I'm playing Little League. Okay. <laughs> and um, so I played Little League for a while. And, no one um, ever yells in baseball. You know, I, I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pretty big guy. You would think I'd be pretty good at sports and everything, but I was, um, it took me a long time. I'm six foot six. Holy big shit. Big guy. And it took me a long time when I was growing up to catch up to my body, you know, um, Sometimes you may have known, like in middle school or whatever, there was a kid who was big, but he was slow. That was me. Oh, you know, okay. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd smack, you know, I'd smack a baseball. You know, I'd smack a baseball, and you know everybody else could have ran the bases twice, and I'm there huffing and puffing on second base. You know, I was that guy. You know, if, and, if you hit um, the ball over the fence in the first try, yeah. you don't have to run. <laughs> you could just right, we, take, take your, your time. time. This was <laughs> that's much easier. Well, this was a little late like in the seventies. This was Little League in the 70s when we didn't have home run fences. You just We actually had a field with uh, oh, yeah. three three diamonds that backed up to each other. <laughs> oh, so, you know. Oh, um, aren't you lucky? So Look at who's highfalutin. Yeah. We had yeah, a, If you hit one far enough, garden. it would go into the other game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which yeah. ball's ours? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. You hit one far enough, it would go into the other game. You know, or sometimes you'd be. Be you know, playing the outfield, and some other outfielder from another game would run past you, chasing a ball that got hit out there. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's kind of how we did it. That's kind of how we did it. And um, you know, I, I had my share of clumsy uh, plays and botched plays, and you know, just drop balls and things like that. But um, I, uh, you know, you know kind of moved on from that and got back into performing when I was in high school, playing in bands and. Um, you know, when I was, uh, I guess I was like a senior, no, maybe, yeah, senior in high school, uh, we had a band and we were playing at a dance. And back in those days, this was like 85, 86, mm-hmm. back in those days, the big thing on MTV and all the hair bands were doing it, they would take their guitar and like flip it over their oh, yeah, shoulder. Yeah, yeah, Cinderella was yeah. big on that. Oh, yeah, they're doing the Cinderella, yeah. absolutely, yes. Cinderella was John huge Jessel on that. Um, yeah, he knows that, he, he, knows, yeah. he has the... The guitarist uh, phone number in his uh, phone. <laughs> so, um, well, I decided I was going to be big into that one night. And uh, we were doing a dance at a CYO. And we were playing a song. And all of a sudden, I decided to do it. And all of a sudden, I look and there's no guitar on me. 
And um, I looked. <laughs> and um, it flew. It went flying backstage. And, um, and you know, there was a fellow I had backstage, you know, kind of helping me out. You know, I, would, I brought a couple of bases with me, and I'd switch from one to another. And um, it hit him. Oh. And, um, and, and he was like, Jesus, you didn't tell me I'd need a hard hat back here. <laughs> and of course, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't live that down the rest of the night. Um, right. And then, you know, I kind of went on from that time. Yeah, but um, Michael, you know, it, had it, had yeah. it worked out, it would have been real fucking cool. Yes. Just oh, saying, yeah. I'm oh, just yeah. saying it didn't pan out like you wanted, but had it done that real fucking mm-hmm. cool. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it would have been brilliant. I mean, I was either the uh, the big man on campus or the biggest goof, and um, it turned out <laughs> turned out I was the biggest goof. You know? The Robin so, Crosby um, of bass players, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I uh, ended up after that um, Not with AIDS, playing in bands for a number of years. I was um, yeah, the heyday of my playing in bands. I mean, I still play music like in an acoustic duo now, but right. the full bands was like between 87 and 94. I was doing a lot of clubs in the uh, Maryland, D.C. area, playing in hair bands and then in bands that were like a little more gothic looking. And um, we had the thing was, it was really funny back in those days was that um there were a lot of people that um, there was no audition etiquette or anything like that when it came to coming out for bands. You know, if somebody was auditioning for a band, you know, they would tell everybody all of a sudden they're in the band. You know, yeah. even, if, even if they just came down to audition, audition to and they out. were, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> like, look, maybe so we you should try first. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so we we would get these guys coming down, and um, geez, one fella. Um, kind of reminded us of Doug Henning. Um, yeah, he, had, uh, he had he had that mustache. The magic guy with the, the mustache yeah. and the the hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He looked like him. He kind of looked like magic. Um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, he was. Um, he came down and we told him, you know, uh, learn. You know, it was like a couple of Guns N' Roses songs and you know some other stuff to do. So he didn't learn any of it. He didn't learn any of it. So he comes down and he's in the practice room with us and he picks up the mic stand and he tried to do that David Coverdale mic stand yeah. twirl and he's knocking over cymbals and stuff. And we're like, oh, <laughs> you, got, you need enough room to do that. So where did this guy that? come from? Yeah. Hey, you can't be playing yeah. at the VFW on a Friday night and expect not to knock shit down. Come yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, he... Um, so we were like, yeah, did you learn this? No. Did you learn that? No. Did you learn that? No. So we're like, all right, well, look, we're just going to jam on something. And if you can carry a tune, just sing something. Right. Right. All right. So um, we started playing something. So that was you had to like follow him. Did he have to like start singing and then the band join him in? Is that what? Uh... No, no, no. Okay. He was, we were just going to put something down and um, he was going to have to come in with something. Oh, you know? I see. Like the right. hell with him. He didn't, the hell with him. He didn't learn what he was supposed to learn. So the hell with him. He can, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we weren't going to keep him anyway, but we'd, we'd see if there was the remote chance he had anything. So, um, we were playing, um, and then, you know, just like you kind of indicated, you know, he, what he would do, it was kind of this power ballad yeah. um, song that we're doing and everything. And then, um, 
would kind of slow down to a soft part. And then when we would slow down to that soft and slower part, he would run his fingers along the drummer's chimes, then lean into the microphone and go, dreams. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, they were like, damn. And so we, we kind of decided we could kind of look at each other and figure and decide that, you know, this guy's no good, but he's funny as hell. So let's keep doing this. Okay. <laughs> we kept doing that. And then, uh, dreams. Then, uh, Jeez, dreams. You know what he was saying. You know, Vince Steele didn't know what he was saying half the time either. So, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody, we're um, talking to actor uh, Michael Smythe. Is that what it is? Sven. Sven. Michael Spedden. Spedden. Michael Spedden. Damn it. Spen- yep. I know his real name. Don't know his fake name. <laughs> Michael Spenton. Yeah. I don't know your fake <laughs> name. Uh, uh, the, the Foul Players Radio <laughs> Podcast. Yes. Um, hey, we had another singer, another guy come down that wanted to try out for us another time later. And um, this guy was a screamer. He was absolutely terrible, too. And then, then, of course, what he does is he brings the girlfriend with him, which is always lovely. You know, mm. you got to deal with her, too. Mm. So, um, He's the best. He comes down and, He's the best. Yep. He's the best. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, up. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were both pieces of work. Yeah, so uh, keep that bitch this on day was about ninety. <laughs> <laughs> this day was about ninety-eight degrees, and um, it was actually our guitar player's um, graduation day, his graduation party day. Um, so we were dressed kind of nice. You know, we had our hair pulled back. We were wearing like nice polo shirts, you know, looking, you know, decent for the older people coming, right, you know, right. we didn't want to, right. You know, um, this guy shows up, you know, full leather. He was about, uh, five foot four, about oh, six right. foot two with his hair, you know? And, um, <laughs> yeah, so he comes in, he's absolutely he's terrible. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we said, all right, all right, well, thank you very much. He goes, hey, man, are you guys having a party? And we're like, uh, yeah, yeah. So he goes over and he sits on this lounge chair on the deck. And he has this, and, you know, doesn't find a seat for his girlfriend or anything. He just sits there and he makes her get him beer and hot dogs all day. <laughs> yeah, well, he's just a Napoleonic, man. And then she wants to be, yeah. she wants to hitch a ride to this star, you know? Yeah. So they're, they're yeah, codependent yeah. right now, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many yeah. hot and, dogs does this guy eat? I'm really curious. <laughs> <laughs> the 5'4 guy, you know, how many hot dogs and beers can he put away? You know, he must have had a hollow leg or something because he was just there. And the thing was, was that um, dog me. When, the party, when the party was over and it was getting dark, he's still sitting there. He's still sitting there and he like fell asleep and we're cleaning up food and putting things away. <laughs> can I sleep on and, your uh, lounge tonight? <laughs> yeah, he eventually left. You know, and his girlfriend, you know, like, and the thing is with this girl, you know, he, he had a match made in heaven for him because, it, like, to her, he could do no wrong. He could step all over her. He could treat her terrible. Right. But he could do no wrong with her, you know. Um, we well, had she really misses it Another time. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <you> know. <laughs> time after that when it started getting into the 90s the hair bands started to fade out right and And um, i was i was ready for that because i was like like everything when when europe hit 
I, I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm done. I, I'm good. I, I need something. I need something new. I, I need it now. <laughs> right. Like, that glam. Like, right. Have you ever seen the video to Final Countdown? Where, you know, yes, he, yes, yeah, he, you know, he just spins yeah. the microphone stand through the whole thing. And it's then, it's then amazing. When and when he stops, <laughs> he does this duck lips thing. And, like every time. Like, yeah, I know. Like, like, like 15 times through this video. Oh, just, I, I'm like, I'm out. And then when, I, yeah. So, real when he quick, was singing. Yeah. I, uh, when he was singing, you know, his teeth were so white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that little, I was waiting for, I was waiting for that little ping. Yeah, the Colgate. Up when he was doing, so you do use Colgate. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> or Ultra, Ultra Bite, is that the one that had the ping? The... I, I was one of them. It, yeah. uh, well, the, it was one of them. Um, so we were in a club. It was a place called The Rage in Baltimore. Yeah. And, um, L.A. was starting to fade out. Seattle hadn't quite hit. So it was kind of in that in-between so phase. Baltimore where, was the spot? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Not for originality <laughs> or anything like that. I'm, no. waiting, um, I'm waiting for the Baltimore band, Mike. Which, which one's the Baltimore band? Uh, the, the one that's just like everybody else. Yeah. You, know? Um, <laughs> you know something, and I have to say this, and I mean this well, and a lot of people that played in the clubs back then agree with me. Was that there were great that there were good bands, you know, bands that were excellent musician wise. Yeah, they could write decent songs. It played well, looked good, but there was no desire on that scene to do something original. You know, L.A. had their thing, right. Seattle had their thing, right. New York had their thing, Athens, Georgia had there their was, thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. But Baltimore never forged their own <laughs> never, way. Never had a. You know, full bar up to board, never and, had a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, DC. I, know, I bet that's where Scott came oh, from. Oh no, hand. OAR's from Baltimore. OAR. Yeah, they're from the Maryland area. It was OAR. They're like a jam band. Okay. Way better. Oh. Way better oh, okay. than Dave Matthews, right. but oh, yes, oh, oh, yeah, still yeah, in that yeah, same okay, category. Okay. Unfortunately, fuck you, Dave. <laughs> yeah but no yeah they are but yep no dude so Scott's, around that Scott's time definitely from mm-hmm. from west coast yeah that's sure. la mm-hmm. hey, yeah. so ar- around that time um we were at the rage in baltimore we were sitting we were waiting to go on that night and um so this other guy comes in you know, another guy five foot four six foot three with the hair yeah had the puffy had the puffy <laughs> seinfeld pirate shirt six on. foot three with aquanet yeah yeah the, the puffy seinfeld shirt the spandex the uh handcuff belt and he comes in with his girlfriend with the same outfit who but um <laughs> uh, but she had a mini skirt instead of spandex pants you know so right. So he comes over to us. We're sitting there having a couple of drinks. He's like, hey, guys, you guys like in a bond. <laughs> in a bond. And we're like, we're like, yeah. And he goes, I've been in lots of bonds. I've played here and in New York and Delaware and Florida. And, you know, I'm from L.A. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I'm from yeah. L.A. The best yeah. tacos are in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So his girlfriend looks at him and says, no, you're not. You're from Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to be from L.A. Look at me. He goes, yeah, well, look at me. I should be from L.A. I'm from Pittsburgh, (laughs) dude. Yeah. It's almost like like a weird, it's almost like an English, 
uh, doper kind of a accent. I, I, you don't know what it is like. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's like a. It's like a British Spicoli. Yeah, but you're not. Yeah, you're not from. <laughs> yeah, like from nowhere. You know, like I. I can't get where you're from there by your accent, dude. It's. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, you could tell where I'm from. You know, <laughs> but um, you know. <laughs> so um, after that, we uh, you know, had more of a, like a gothic band for a while. We were called Orange Seed Parade. We used to play a little more, you know, in D.C. and New York. And you know, we were you know, we were doing pretty well for a while, but then that just kind of you doing like typo negative and shit like that, life. or were you writing your own stuff or misfits? We were all original, um, all original, kind of um, the cult, the cure, Bowie, oh, yeah, we, Bowie, okay, uh, yeah, that Bauhaus. kind of like that. yeah, that's cool, yeah, um, that kind of stuff, and. Um, so uh, you know, we, we did that, you know, for, and that just kind of ran its course. And then I stopped for a while because I was like making no money and going nowhere, and I wanted to finish my degrees and get established at work. And then I went back to playing later on. Right. Um, but you know, it was um, you know, after um, you know a while, I got into acting, and um, quite a few embarrassing stories there too. You know, but actually, before I got into acting, I'll tell you another funny one. Um, I was married. Uh, I'm on my second marriage now. First marriage, and when I got separated, you know, um, <laughs> I got separated. You know, I, I went out to some friend's house. My first one got know, to be um, a whore. <laughs> <laughs> I went out and um, not better. I was not better. went to visit some friends to talk it over a little, little bit, let them know what was going on, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to my, I, was, I figured I'd go over to my friend Artie's house. Okay. So, um, I got over there and I knock on the door and, um, they're like, Oh, Hey, come in, come in. I said, is Artie here? They said, Oh, he'll be back a little bit later. Come on in, come on in. And I was like looking around. I was like, you know, this must be his family and relatives I've never met. Right. So I know it's not his wife's family cause I knew them. So they're like, come on in, come on out back, you know? And, uh, they're having like a cookout. Okay, so I'm like, I come in and I go out back and I'm sitting down. They're they're like, come in, come in, come in. So I'm sitting down at the picnic table and I'm talking to people. I'm eating potato salad and hamburgers and everything and having a ball. And then all of a sudden, Artie comes home and it wasn't him. They said, hey, Artie's here. And I said, wait a minute. And he goes, oh, wait a minute. Were you looking for Artie Campana? Oh, they moved. <laughs> so they moved like four months before this other family had moved in where the husband's name actually happened to be Artie, you know, and that's who they thought I was asking for. But I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs and potato you're, salad. You're, having a great the family. you're telling stories yeah, about yeah. Artie to the family that he never did. <laughs> yeah, and they, and then they, one day, uh, they uh, Artie and they I, cool. they, they just, we went down know. to the docks. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for potato salad. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, you know, everybody laughed and everybody was cool about it. You know, right. I mean, yeah, but I was like, I was embarrassed by that. Yeah, I was just like, like, oh my god, you're just, I with a, believe. just with complete strangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's <laughs> that is great. That is wonderful. <laughs> That's well, so, the, the uh, odds, the odds that another guy named Arnie moved into that house because you don't, you, you can't throw a rock and hit an Arnie. Okay, you can throw a rock and hit a Mark or a Mike, 
Uh, is it Artie or Arnie? Either way. Uh, RT. Or R-T, with R-T, a T. Yeah, Ar- yeah. Arthur. Okay. Get your ears checked. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I mean, it's like the odds of that are just astronomical, you know? Bones. I know. I know. But the thing is, it was funny. It was like he was from New York. And I was like, I knew these people were not his wife's family because I knew them right. well. Um, uh, but, you know, they were, you know, from New York and nobody had a New York accent or anything. And I was like, like <laughs> something's, were they from LA? something's a muck here. But, yeah. Quite a <laughs> just a quiet little Asian family. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, that, that's funny. So, um, got into acting, you know, um, and I started off doing some community theater. You know, I could sing. And a friend of mine asked me to come out for Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, that was cool. my first, um, you know, acting, um, you know, thing. So I uh, got it. I um, I was um, cast as um, Ensemble, uh, the Apostles, and then okay. I was also the Roman. The Roman that beat Christ oh, with good. the 39 yeah. lashes. Right. You know, one, yeah. two, yeah. Yeah. that part. Yeah. So, yeah. All I can so, think um, of now is, is uh, what's, what's that movie with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, ben, ben, St- no, ben Stiller? Oh, okay. uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever yeah. he's doing, he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, Polly. I'm, I'm uh, uh, doing a new Polly? revival, Jesus Christ Superstar. What was it? Along came Polly. Uh, along came yeah. Polly. What a yeah, rain! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people I worked with found out that I got that part. They would go by my office all the time and go, raindrops! Yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> I didn't wear sweatpants like him to rehearsal. So that was... yeah, I sharded. What? Yeah, I sharded. <laughs> <laughs> leave the party. He's in the that elevator. He's like, man, movie. I'm so friggin' horny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my buddy Efren said, after you ate the potato salad, did y'all become friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, um, <laughs> so, uh, we got to, the, you know, we're doing the show, a couple of shows into the run. Right. And that part comes up. So, you know, I, I bring in Jesus. I put him up, and it was like a thing where, you know, you put his arms up and right. open up the back of his robe, and you start whipping. You right. Know? So um, I started doing that, and the whole thing fell over. Oh, no. And he landed on the floor. The whole he thing, he landed on the Jesus. floor. Was... He knocked over <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and it was like on whip number 18 or something. <laughs> so I had Exactly. What do they exactly. say? The show must go on. The you show you, must keep, go you on. keep doing what you're doing. Even if you knock Jesus yeah. over. <laughs> so I kept going. I kept going. And then, you know, all of a sudden, um, we did the 39. And I go back over to where I had to stand and stand at attention. And then, you know, um, um, Pontius Pilate comes down and does his part. You know, so right. I'm standing there at attention. So I'm standing there at attention. I happen to look over at Jesus. And this wasn't theater on a stage. It was theater in the round. You know, oh. So everybody can see everything, you know. Oh, okay. And um, I happen to look, at, I happen to look over at Jesus, and he's laying on the floor, and the bottom of his sandal said "Hush Puppies," <laughs> real big on it. I thought that's what he wore was Hush Puppies or Birkenstocks, either or. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know how some shoes have the brand name on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's too good for the Son of God. And then, <laughs> Hush Puppies and, are and, nice. Um, 
Yeah, they he were was, good-looking sandals. Yeah, he was gifted, they were convincing-looking uh, Jesus sandals for that part. And hush puppies. Bring me my hush puppies. Bring me my... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we had that part. There was um, another thing, and I know you were kind of asking about holiday stories. Um, I was doing uh, Babes in Toyland. Babes in Toyland, um, part of one of the theaters in Baltimore. We did that around Christmas. And I was playing the part of Inspector Marmaduke, and he was like the head of the toy soldiers that ran the toy factory in Toyland. So um, I went for my costume fitting, and again, I'm 6'6". I'm the size of an average NFL lineman. Okay. So there was nothing that would fit me. They had these old marching band uniforms, like the they kind of look like Sergeant Pepper, you know. Right. Um, yeah. I was going to say, did they yeah, sew like, two of them together for you? Well, that's what they ended up having to do because <laughs> nobody made me a costume. Okay. So I put on. <laughs> so I put on this jacket, and it was like Chris Farley, you know, fat guy in a little coat, you know. So. Um, and then, you know, when it came to, like, you know, the week before the play started, we're in dress rehearsal, there was no jacket for me. And I was like, well, what are we going to do about this? So what they ended up doing is taking a couple of them, like two or three of them, and, like, cutting them up and sewing them together. So I had to be sewed in and cut out of the costume. And now, <laughs> like you know sewed how Sewed in jackets... and cut out. Is that what you just said? Yes, yes. So they had to sew you into your costume oh, and then wow. cut you out of it after. Yeah, Whew. yeah, and and the thing was was that I was playing. Um, I was in the ensemble for the first act, you know, and so they had to do it like you know twice a day, you know, because we were doing two shows a day of this. So I, um, you know, and you know how with jackets with tails, how the front comes down maybe to your waist and the tails are long in the back. Right, you right. Know? Um, this this one here that it was too small. So the front of it actually came down to just below my rib cage. <laughs> so what they did is they... So where the tails end this, up? Yeah, yeah, the tails ended up just basically barely covering my rear end. And um, so what they did is they made a cummerbund. They took, like, this red cloth, and they just wrapped it around me. Right. And Bobby pinned it in place. That's basically or, or, what a cummerbund was back then anyway. It was a wrap around with a tie off to the side. Yeah, when I'm yeah, wedding, yeah. I but, prefer um, wear a cummerbund. I do too. I prefer the cummerbund. <laughs> so I got out on stage. I got out on stage. I made my entrance. I come out. I do my line, and then the whole costume just fell apart. <laughs> the whole costume fell apart. <laughs> so I run back. So I, I do my scene, and like this cummerbund unraveled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I walked back and I just took whatever, and all these people are coming over to me with pins and needle and thread, this, that, they're going trying to sew me back up. And they were doing a good job and everything. But the problem was they made me like five seconds too late for my next entrance because all of a sudden I had to enter again. And then they're saying, and where is Inspector Marmaduke? Where is it? <laughs> I where said, is Inspector Marmaduke? Where is? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so finally, uh, for the next year, they got me a co- you know a costume, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so uh, that but that was you know something. And then um, 
Yeah, there, there was always uh, little mishaps that happen, you know, people oh, sure. and whatever you're doing live theater. Um, and what you have to do is kind of, um, you know, if you're, it's, it's like you're driving down the road on the highway, you hit an icy patch, the car starts doing 360s, you're in the middle of the median, you just got to put the hands on the steering wheel and steer out of it and get right back on the road. This, you know? Hold on, because it, it's going to go where it's going to go. You just... Well, you know, you got to hit some bumps, but you got to steer it back, too. Yeah. <laughs> There's been times when people have gone out and drawn blanks, and you know, we, we all knew each other in this theater company well enough to where we could kind of, uh, you know, uh, we all knew each other's lines and say, right. uh, so, uh, well, you were doing this, weren't you? Weren't you? Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. Yes, I was, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we could just kind of pull ourselves the out of line. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody, well, one time we did. How did I say that again? <laughs> Michael Spedden. Spedden. There we go. I'm writing it down. <laughs> yes, Spedden. <laughs> Michael Spedden. He's an actor. He's fantastic. He's got a podcast called the Foul Players Radio Podcast. Uh, if you're not listening to it, you're an idiot. Um, so make sure you listen to that. And back to you, Mike. <laughs> well, um, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, you know, I also run a murder mystery company, and oh. we do murder mystery shows on boats and trains and um, whoever will have us, corporate now, events, is that, parties, is that, an, is that an interactive one? Fundraisers. Yes, yes. That, that is so cool, yes. especially, and like, if the, if the guests, like, really get down. Do you assign, like, characters and stuff like that? We usually do it, but the guests, you know, we, we break the fourth wall all the time. You know? oh, I and see. again, this is one that it's not done chrysanthemum style. You know, we're not on a stage. We're out amongst the tables right. that people are sitting at and we're doing it. And, um, you know, people, you know, people jump in all the time and people, you know, or we may you know, break the fourth wall and talk to the people or something like that. And um, it's a lot of fun. It's a hell of a lot of fun. That does sound and, like that. I, I um, think that would be. That would be so very challenging because people are moving and they're they're going around stuff like that. Are they are they seated? Is it like a dinner theater thing or is it? Uh, it is, yeah. It's yep. a dinner theater thing. Okay. Yes, yes. I was yes. gonna say because uh, like yeah, with people moving around and stuff like that, that would be like the most challenging thing I think you could oh, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, uh, we we generally. Um, yeah, yeah, we're walking around. People are seated at tables when we do it, and um, we, we try to you know, move around a bit so everybody can see us because we're constantly putting out clues and hints mm -hmm. and things like that as to what's going on, what's really going on, and you know what what's happening. You know, so yeah, yeah I'm um, one of those that's always trying to figure it, out the who done it type thing. You know, like like in movies, yeah. I usually have movies figured out. I don't know. My mm -hmm. wife gets so pissed off at me because I've I've got it like in twenty minutes. And I go, oh, well, she's you like, know shut something. the fuck up. She's like, don't you say another damn word. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know something too. It's and something that that's kind of been amazing to me is that you know we we give out little slips at the end because you know, we have a thing where the people can guess who did it before we do the actual solution. Yeah. Right. So we have like little pencils and uh, slips of paper. And everybody gets a program as well. And, you know, I've gone around at the end of the night, you know, cleaning up, you know, picking up programs. And people open up their, unfold their programs, and people have got copious notes 
Um, I mean, you know, notes and diagrams and this, that, and the other thing, and you know, written down. I mean, it's just it's like you know, Some CSI out or there. something. Yeah, right, cool. um, right. Well, there's got to it's a murder mystery. And, there's got to be a, a a solved problem at the end of it, so they're trying to work it out. Yeah, and like right, we do, right, right. you know, at the end you're like, oh, he was in the shed. You're like, what shed? They didn't show me a fucking shed. You know, you're eating your food, yeah. and they didn't show you. They didn't show you a shed at all. Did nope. you did you guess the killer in Knives Out? Yes. You're a fucking liar. No, no, I There's knew it. There's no way. You no, did. I knew it. He was way too cool. <laughs> I knew that was a suspect. <laughs> I did. I knew that was it. As soon as he said, pull it, when he pulled over, he's like, get in, get in. I'm like, that's him. <laughs> so uh, we do these movie. in the um, Yeah, that was a great movie. Did you see we, that? We have a great time doing it. Uh, what was that? Knives Out. Did you see Knives Out? No, no, I oh, watch. Jamie, yeah, Jamie yeah, Lee no. Curtis is in it. A it's a great other, movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's 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 a good watch. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. I have to write. I have to note that. You know, it's, I'm it's always taking that, you know, suggestions you, you, from it's, people. It's not your average, yeah, just run of the mill. It, it's it's a real thinker, which is good. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's so few of those that's real thinkers anymore, and th- this is one of them that is, and it was a lot of fun. Okay. Okay. Nice. I think it might have been like an Amazon movie or something like that. No, it was. It just went to Amazon okay. because, yeah. So, okay. Uh, uh, everybody okay, cool. who we're talking to here, if you uh, have seen the J.G. Wentworth commercial, there you go, Michael Spedden. There it is. <laughs> I'm the Viking. I didn't know. <laughs> Eight seven seven cash no, I am BD. It's still. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Eight seven seven cash now. There it is. You know, it, it's weird that you've had such an impact on my life that I remember a phone number. <laughs> because of you, and that's a fucking I know fact. A phone that's number. a fucking fact. You yeah. have had an impact on yeah. so many people's lives. I don't know if they ever gave <laughs> up. Their, I don't know if they ever gave up their annuity or not. But they know the fucking number yeah. if they ever want to. I can't. They definitely know the number. I can't did, tell yeah. you my mother's cell phone number. I swear to God to you, I cannot tell you my mom's cell phone number. My sister's, nope. My best friend's cell phone number, cannot remember off the top of my head. But I remember 877-CASH-NOW. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, the one that I did, that's actually the second version of that commercial. Oh, uh, because you. there was one um, that they filmed on the bus about 10 or 12 years ago. That had, um, I mean, it was the same song and everything, just different people on the yeah. bus. And, um, you know, that, that was a fun shoot. That was a fun shoot. I um, auditioned for that right after I did Gotham in 18. And we went up to Stanford, Connecticut uh, for the shoot. Now, you know what was um, about that? I, I'd mentioned before, I'm six foot six. Right. And I am as tall as, as the inside of a bus. Right. Okay, and we actually filmed that on a yeah. bus going around Stamford, Connecticut. Okay, um, so if I stand straight up and down with my feet on the floor, my head touches the ceiling. Right, six foot, six and a half feet. Okay, so and then um, you got the headdress on as well. Yeah, that's where I was going. That's where I yeah. was going. Those horns were about eight inches high, <laughs> and then there were also did you, did you they have also to had lights, stool or something to yeah. kneel on, or well, what they did is. Um, while we were driving around on the bus, I was kind of hidden in the back. I was on those steps yeah. that lead to the door in the back. They had me stand down there. Mm. And then when I made my entrance, 
I kind of had to step back, like take a step back, like up, back, and around to come into the scene. You know, because I had to step around the one lady uh, that was there and come into my scene and do my part. And um, we filmed. We had to do you know a number of takes as you do on everything uh, with that. Right. But I tell you what, having to step up, back, and around. That was the biggest buns of steel workout I've ever had in my life. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, man. Could have cracked you had to go home up. and ice your you ass. Know, <laughs> something like that. Or go get some uh, Is this what gays go get like? some of that Yeah. <laughs> get some icy hot or something, you know. Right. Get a heating pad or something. But uh geez, it was, but you know something, I, I we we're like in a family, you know, all the actors on that bus, because there was a number of people I've even had on my podcast from that shoot. Um, we were, I mean, we were like instant family, instant family. I mean, everybody on that shoot was nice. We ate together. You know, we had lunch breaks. We ate together. We laughed together. Um, there was nobody that like nobody didn't like, you know what I mean? Yeah, there was yeah, always fantastic. like one pill or one. Yeah. Right. Cause usually and, there's a douchebag, um, at least one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you look around. If you don't see the douchebag, you know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, he's an asshole. I don't see one. Where the heck is a? Oh, goddamn it! <laughs> it's um, me. I know that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody. Had the, it's almost like that thing I saw on Facebook. Nobody talks about. Nobody talks bad about anybody in my family. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. Nobody says anything bad about my relatives. Uh-oh. Maybe I'm the one that they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that was a great shoot, but I, I was concerned that um, I was going to be too tall for the bus or it would mess up the shot. And I was afraid I was going to get sent home, but it turned right. out I didn't, you know, I ended up doing the shoot. And um, again, that, that was just a lot of fun, just a lot of fun doing that. And um you know, Gotham was a great experience. Gotham, of course, you know, unfortunately, I don't have anything embarrassing to tell you about that one. Right. Um, now, how, but, long yeah, you, got, how long was you wrapped with, up in Gotham? Um, it was just one episode. One episode. Um, I filmed it for two days. I was up there filming it at Steiner Studios in Brooklyn. Now, the thing that was funny about this is my first, I signed with professional management. My wife is an actress, and she's okay. appeared on Law & Order SVU, the Jardians commercial, um, the Paula Zahn commercial on ID Discovery, and she's done a lot of voiceover and commercials, too. Um, oh, that's cool. And, and when we met, we actually met each other during the Jesus Christ Superstar production, and, um, you know, she's helped me, you know, get better at this, you know, become an actor instead of just a, a musician who acts become an actor you know right, and then right. um, I ended up getting signed by professional management in 2018 and the thing that was nice about that was um, you know I booked Gotham and then I booked JG Wentworth but the thing was is like neither one of those parts I really had to go in and act for okay um, Gotham consisted of well you know JG Wentworth consisted of being able to follow directions and lip sync when told. Right. Okay. Right. Gotham. I auditioned for two characters that were in the episode I was in. It was season five, episode eight. Um, the first one I auditioned for was the one that I got. It was called Dale, and I played one of the Penguins' henchmen. And I was this big doofy guy, 
wearing ill-fitting clothing. And um, as the Penguin described me, Oswald described me in his um, lines, Dale's a big, mute, and dumb as a post. And um, all I had to do for that part was make dumb faces. I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, another I wish part everybody that on I Facebook could see that. It was a, it was like, uh, it was like, <laughs> well, you can see it on Netflix, season five, episode eight of Gotham. You can see season me. Season five, still episode on. eight of Gotham. He's one of Penguin's henchmen. Check him out. Yep, my character's name is Dale. Dale. And so, and so I, um, that the other one I auditioned for, uh, there was a creature that lived in an underground tunnel, and. Um, the young Bruce Wayne and Alfred ended up fighting him. He was like some humanoid or something that lived under the sewers or something. And he would mutilate, maim and kill people under there. And there was a fight scene with him. And, but the, the thing about that was you only saw his face for like a quarter of a second. because It was like a blur. Yeah. So to audition for that, I had to stand there and snarl and growl like the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so, I always wonder, uh, like, like so parts that's... like that, like, do actors stand there in front of, like, you know, because you always see, like, movies uh, of, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with uh, people auditioning people in movies, you know, mm-hmm. and they're out in oh, front yeah. of them and, and always giving, like, a speech or something like that. But I'm thinking about, like, the background guy, you know, like, you're talking about, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, is this... Is this oh, the like, guy? Oh, that, uh, can we bring in the guy that does Predator? Let's exactly. Like, his voice. <laughs> it was like, yeah. So the guy that did Predator actually stood in front of people with his hands like this one. You know, like, so like nailed it. Nailed it. Send everybody else home. I think he also did dinosaur noises for Jurassic Park. Oh, did he? I swear to God. I could do that. Might have. Might have. <laughs> so... Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we, yeah, I got this part, you know, and, um, I was going to, so, you know, my first two professional parts, you know, involved no lines or anything. So, um, uh, you know, so with Gotham, you know, I, I got up there, um, I went for my costume fitting and then I went for, uh, you know, the actual shoot, got up there the night before and went to bed early. I set five alarms because I was not going to be late to screw this up. Right. You know, I found right. a hotel that was, um. I guess about a mile and a half from the studios. And um, so I got up early, you know, um, I kept waking up like, oh, my God, am I late? No, no, no. You still have a couple hey, hours. Oh, my God, am I late? excited you know? about the next day, and you, so you wake up every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> every yeah. time you doze out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I got up a little bit before four, and I was like, you know, uh, I'm going to stay up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm going to get a shower. I'm going to head over there. And I'm going to wait in the parking lot. That way I'm there. Right. You know, and yeah, um, I figure I'll just sit in the car. Yeah, don't seem too eager. <laughs> and then I look I over and I start to <laughs> <laughs> Too much? <laughs> so I'm sitting there, you know, and then I started seeing lights going on in the building. You know, so I, I went in and... Um, I got greeted by uh, a PA and they got me my breakfast and that was nice. And then um, I was in my dressing room. They showed me where that was. And um, Andrew Sellen, who played Mr. Pan on that show, the guy who ended up shooting me in yeah. the episode I was in, came over and you know, welcomed me. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the show. Nice to meet you. And we got talking for a little bit. And then um, 
then it was time to you know get dressed and go do you know hair and makeup and everything. And um, the girl, the, the lady that did my hair, she had so much gel and spray on my hair. You could have hit me in the head with a crowbar and it would have bent. <laughs> that's how much. You were a superhero after they, that. Yes, I was. That was my superhero. That was my <laughs> superpower. That was my power. Yes, and uh, so we did. Uh, so we did that. Um, you know, we went down to rehearse, and so I got down there, and again, my character I was supposed to be this, the big dumb guy. And, um, they kind of, my character, Dale, uh, the way they had me look, it almost kind of reminded me of that Bugs Bunny character who was, um, remember they had the little guy, Muggsy, with the giant hat. Oh yeah, the big hat and the the, cigarette. Yeah. I miss cigarettes and cartoons. Remember that episode when, um, Bugs Bunny stuffed them in the oven? Yeah. And the big guy was like dumb. (laughs) That's kind of the image I had of my character. Uh, where'd you and, go? Um, it's, uh, where'd you go, Muggsy? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm here, Muggsy. Muggsy, I'm here, here yeah. Pals, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, so, um, we were waiting to make our entrance. Okay, We were do, doing rehearsal. We were waiting to do our entrance. And I had a tray of food. And I'm wearing, like, my clothes were ill-fitting. Like, my sleeves were, like, up to here on me. And my pants were, like, high waters. And, right. You know, I and so... Um, I'm holding a tray and I was holding it up kind of like chest high, kind of awkwardly. And I just had like a you know, dumb look on my face. So I was waiting, we were waiting to make our entrance and, um, Robin Lord Taylor, who played the, the penguin. Uh, penguin. I yeah. Love that guy. yeah. Fantastic job. Um, he, he Fantastic was, job. He, he was a very, very nice person. Very, very nice person. Um, he's standing in front of me. And I'm about a foot taller than he is. I'm six foot six. He's about five foot seven or something like that. Right. So I'm, I'm holding this tray. And on it, we have like a stinky variety of cheese, grapes, open cans of sardines and anchovies. So he turns around to say something to somebody behind us. And all of a sudden, he's like nose to nose with the tray. And he, he gets this... He gets this sour look on his face, and he's like, oh, man, yeah, good Lord. And I looked, and I said, yeah, yeah. He said, um, do you eat that? Do you ever eat stuff like this? And I said, well, you know, I've been known to get a can of sardines once a year. Or, right, yeah. You know, Not like every five yeah. years, I might get anchovies on my pizza, but, you know, it's not a habit. Definitely not date food, you know. He got, we kind of started <laughs> laughing about that. And then we went in and did our scenes and everything. And, um, you know, they were, uh, it was really, it, I, I think it was to my advantage that I didn't have a lot of dialogue. And my character just kind of stood there, especially for my first time on a professional, you know, network TV set. Yeah. Because I was there and I just got the watch, you know, I just got the watch and they would place me here. They would place me there. And I got to watch them film, you know, cause they, you know, they, it takes a long time just to do a yeah, short watching scene. Filming because, you know, on Gotham, I can't even imagine because I mean, it was just a, such a great show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and most of those sets were built, you know, when we were not filming our scene, which was in um, the uh, Ed Nigma's laboratory, 
mm-hmm. we were hanging out in the Sirens nightclub. You know, <laughs> that set right. wasn't being used, right. so we were all over there waiting. You know, uh, because you know, we what they did is you know they had you know four sides to a room. They shot from the front, from the back, and from either side. They had to move cameras and lighting around the whole time. So then we had to leave, and then they had our stand-ins that were there, you know, standing where we would stand so they could test the lighting and everything. And, um, you know, so I had a really nice time. You know, I I got to know Robin Lord Taylor and Andrew Sellin and Corey Michael Smith a little bit. Who played the Riddler? The Riddler, that was Corey Michael Smith. And, My uh, the God. Riddlers, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, the, absolute. Yes. Perfect Riddler. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't, I don't know how they got oh, yeah. that guy, but I tell you what, once he walked through the fucking door and put on some horn rimmed glasses, they went. <laughs> yep. That's, oh, yeah. That's the guy. Yeah, no, he was very good. That's the guy. And yes. the yes. awkwardness and the arrogance, you know, behind the awkwardness, and they just, uh-huh. like, the, 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 uh, the messed think, up mental condition that he had was you, just. You don't think Jim Carrey did a uh-huh. good job? No, no, no. <laughs> this guy Barry Carey. I love Jim Carrey. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he can play anything, but uh, this guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He. Oh yeah. He, he, oh, yeah. he really very, brought very it good. home. I don't think there was a single oh, he character did. He on the show did. I didn't really like. Yeah, they they were all pretty good. Yeah, fish. Oh yeah, they were. They were all. Jada Pinkett so, Smith yeah, did, did a great, great job. job. Yeah, Solomon Grundy. Yeah, did. Yes. Uh-huh. You yeah. could have been a good um, yeah, Solomon Grundy. Fuck I... them people. You know what? Now I'm pissed off. <laughs> you could have been a good Solomon Grundy. 6 6? What the <laughs> fuck? Well, you know, the thing is, is that if you notice, if you watch that show, everybody died like four times. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And I only died once. Right? Right? You know. There you go. Hey guys, Ivy. Hey, uh, I'm available. Ivy. Oh, hey. Ivy. She's just Damn. a little girl, man. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Second Ivy. I, I know. Second Ivy. <laughs> uh. yeah, coincidentally, um, one of my actors in my murder mystery company was also in Gotham. Um, he was in season four, episode fourteen. I forget the title of the show, but he was at the very beginning. And he was sitting in a bar and he was eating pickles. He was sitting there just munching on pickles and they would show him up close, you know, and um, apparently Poison Ivy came in and got offended that he was eating plants and killed them. And um, (laughs) the thing it was, the thing it was uh, funny about that was that, um, you know, he, he also, you know, ended up, you know, one and done, you know, he died once too. So we're hoping maybe uh, if Gotham ever resurfaces, Dale and the pickle guy come back. We need that guy back. We, we need him back. Up in the crib. Yeah, Gotham yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his name is, That's yeah. what we need. Yeah, his name is Greg Crow, and he's done. He's been doing pretty well the last couple of years. You know, he was in. Um, a movie called Eighth Grade that just came out. He was the principal, and that's one that's on Amazon. And then he was also just in The Politician. He had a scene with Bette Midler and, oh, God, um, the uh, the Who's the Boss lady. Um, Judith Light? Remember Who's the Boss with Tony Danson? Yeah, Judith Light? Yes, yes, Judith Light, Judith Light. Yes. How yep. do you know everything? Yeah, his, his name is Greg Crow. Um, and, and, and then I've... Um, yeah, so this was just a great experience. You know, when they shot me, um, 
they squibbed my back, and uh, so I had like a little explosion come out of the back, and the jacket I had on had a, uh, a little, about the size of a cigar burn in the back of it from when I got squibbed. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, that, that, that was a great time, too. And then um, a couple months after that, I got the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt movie called Kimmy versus the Reverend. Oh, you uh, oh, uh, oh, felt, I, didn't, I didn't see Kimmy versus the Reverend. Oh, and I love yeah, yeah, it. Oh, it, my it, gosh, that's such a great show. <laughs> that was a lot of fun to do. I actually had lines and I um, we filmed that one. Um, actually, the show. The actual show, if you go on Netflix, they have the show, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, all four seasons. Right, right. But what you have to do is you have to type in Kimmy oh my, versus yes. the Reverend. I love that. I, I watched the first season. I love that show. Oh, my gosh. I watched I watched that all of hilarious. it. Exactly. I, I, I didn't finish the last season. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but I know they familiar. did the Kimmy versus the Reverend thing, and I didn't watch that. Yes, yeah, that's that the was one a, I'm in. I'm going to start watching that again. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. check that funny. out. It's a funny movie, and it's interactive, so you can use your remote to decide what happens. Okay. Um, yeah, so we filmed that. Um, it was in the summer of 19, and it came out in, like, May of this year. And I got to work with um, – I was in a scene with Ellie and Titus, and they were just both top of the line. Um, you know, I got to meet – you know, I got to work with Tina Fey and Claire Scanlon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, Carol they were Kane. great. Carol Kane. Uh, you know something? I'll tell you a story. Let me tell you a story about Carol Kane. Please, I don't please. Have... Okay. I love, my God. People don't realize, the younger generation who's watching mm-hmm. Kimmy Schmidt, people don't realize who she is. She was in the Adams Family. She I, was, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, way before that, man. She was Taxi, a fucking drop-dead fox back in the 70s what? Oh, with Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. The uh, last of the last of the red hot lovers. Oh, oh, I got it. Oh my gosh! License to Drive. Uh-huh. She was in. She yep. was yep. Corey um, Aim and Corey mm, Feldman. Mm, yeah, mm, man, oh, I just was, watched that yep. the other night. She was fucking. Gorgeous, I got a we- I got a weird thing with the Corys. Uh-huh. I still like the Corys. I don't know. Her and Bernadette <laughs> Peters, man. I, I would. I, both of those ladies are yummy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and she was also in like um, Annie Hall with Woody Allen and yeah. Taxi. Yeah, um, going back that far, so, yeah. Yep, and um, so my story about Carol Kane is that I've been in two shows that Carol Kane has been in, and I haven't met her yet. Oh, that's my story about Carol Kane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, because she, <laughs> she was actually already off of Gotham by the time she had died. Her character oh, that's right. Died. Yeah, she, she was, was Oswald's mom. mother. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about God damn that. It, I yeah. forgot that. Um, and um, I, I got talking to Robin, and Robin was telling me stories about how uh, she got the part on Gotham, and um, they had known each other beforehand, and um, you know, and the th- and the, he actually had a really good time with her. And um, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, played his father, right? And he he just really enjoyed working with both of them, and they just said she was. Just and that's the delightful. second time that Paul Rubens. Has played the penguin's father. Yes, you're right. You're right. I know. You're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make this shit up. You're right. You're absolutely right. Another one. You know. Um. Huh? And the Batman. thing. Another. Batman Two. Oh. 
the original with Michael Keaton? Yeah. Yeah. Paul Rubens was the dad that threw him over the Holy shit. over the bridge. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that was um, th- th- that's my Carol Kane story. I've I've been in two shows that she's <laughs> been a- in, but I never met her yet. That's fine. So um, and, and but the thing is too, drop, it's like even when said Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boom. There we go. Never matter. So, <laughs> so, but even on Kimmy Schmidt, they said she was just a complete delight, you know. And uh, so maybe I'm hoping one day that I will, you know. Um, right. You know, I, like I said, yeah. And well, I have maybe to we'll say, do another um, Scrooged, and you can be in that. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Know? Well, once COVID is over with, you know, right. I'm hoping to get back to auditioning, and you know. Um, you know, getting my murder mystery troupe back and working again, and um, yeah, you know, we have a lot of fun with that. I've, you know, I've, we're called. You know, my podcast is called Foul Players Radio. The murder mystery troupe is called the Foul Players of Perryville. I live in Perryville, Maryland. I'm about 45 miles northeast of Baltimore. I'm actually closer to Delaware than I am Baltimore. And um, the Susquehanna River runs through my town, Perryville, and. Um, the town in that region of the river it's known for its waterfowl there's all these ducks and geese and all kinds of different you know bald eagles and everything so we kind of named it foul f-o-w-l but you also meant to mean foul play and that's the way i wrote it too and i can't um, spell where the fuck but i wrote it down like that so (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um so we have the foul players of Perryville and foul players radio, kind of like how they had second city and then second city TV. Oh, second we have city, foul yeah. players radio. Either one of them, either one of them, you're not going to go wrong. Oh, you're not. Oh, you're not. Uh, you know, I, I you know, as, as a little not. kid growing up watching, uh, Rick Moranis, Eugene Levy, John Candy, mm-hmm. Dan Flaherty, uh, Maureen O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, uh, they just, they were just, Oh, absolutely. That was, that was definitely good stuff there, you know, and, um, and, and truthfully, um, actually, you know, the first cast of the first traveling tour of Godspell, it was, um, God, who was it? It was Martin Short, Eugene Levy, Dave Thomas, um, Andrea Martin. Right. Um, and Paul Schaefer was the musical director. Holy shit. And they were all ended up on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. What a lineup that is. Um, Holy cow. And I didn't even yeah, I didn't even say yeah. Martin Short, Dave Thomas, uh uh Andrea yeah. Martin. I didn't even use those guys. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, uh-huh. every one every single person in that cast went on to be big. Went on to be something. Oh, they you did. Know? They did. Gee, Uncle Martin, sure, I can't wait to the dinosaur did. world. <laughs> <laughs> Any luck with that chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but but yeah, I mean you're right, you know, and and um, and then you know, they were all also, I think, a number of them were involved with National Lampoon back in mm-hmm. those days, and. Um, yeah, I just had um, Steve Bluestein on my show. I interviewed him last night. I had night. Steve. Wasn't he fantastic? He was, Isn't he a great guy? Oh, he was. He's just incredible. He's just incredible. Yeah. And um, I read his, I read his book, Memoir of a Nobody. Did you get a chance to see that yet? No. <laughs> oh man, 
I read that book and I I had to put it down every twenty minutes because I was laughing so hard. Is that right? I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got a good mix of happy and sad in there, but even the sadder stories and the worst things that happen to him, he just has a way of being very funny with describing them and everything. And um, I'm not going to give the book away, but I mean, there were just a couple of times my wife is looking at me while I'm reading it. And she's just like, what is wrong with you? I mean, I was a couple of times I couldn't even breathe. I was laughing so the one hard. Did swallow his gold tooth? Yes. He's okay, the one yeah, who swallowed yeah. his crown. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Did, you hear that? He, Did you hear he that story? He drank a bunch of laxatives and yeah. shit like that because he went to, he went, he went to Paris, to Paris. He lands in Paris <laughs> and goes to a fucking Shakey's Pizza. <laughs> You got the greatest food in the world. <laughs> and where's he go? Shakey's Pizza. I want something that tastes like cardboard with cheese on it. And a buffet. <laughs> Chips is fucking food. Or exactly. Brown. Oh, is that, I, I don't know if that's in the book. But, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It, it was. was. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> that is one of my favorite stories. Oh, Monsieur the Poo Poo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Mike. <laughs> we were rocking Ugh. back and forth on here. I oh, that guy just oh, he was great. Oh my god! I mean, could you imagine getting caught with <laughs> that maid just walks in and he's looking at her and she's looking at him. He's got a fork he's got and that plate that. of shit. Uh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Matthew Broderick used to do this great look. You know, he he'd do that really fast. Like just really fast. Yes, yes. Look to the side. Look, and that's what I that's that's what I pick. That's what I picture. Like the man I going, know. Ah! And you're like, eh? I mean, oh, that, it's, that was, it's that not what been a, it's not what it looks like. I know. No, that would have been like a perfect scene for like curb your enthusiasm. I mean, can exactly. You see David exactly. By by, like Susie catches him doing that or something. Right. Like. Ju- Oh man, you that's know, a show. Um, I, I I can't watch it because it's so, it's so uncomfortable. I can't watch. Yes, it. yes. And my <laughs> wife just just drinks at his fountain, man. Just just eats it. Yeah. She she drinks the Kool Aid. She is in a hundred percent. And I, I can't. I can't, oh yeah. Can't watch it. Same thing with Barat. I, I watched both movies. Couldn't look mm-hmm. away. Oh, I had to watch it. I, yeah. I, I was so uncomfortable during that. I kept trying to look away. I, yeah, the, the new I, one especially. And then yeah. I keep going back in and putting my head around the corner and looking at or, it. And then I'm on the fal- fucking ground laughing. Impractical Jokers, I can't watch I, that no, either. That, just that, be, that's just horrible. Just because it's funny, but it's just I can't watch the embarrassing shit. <laughs> right, right, right. You, you know what also that reminded me of, too? You remember that part in The Naked Gun when Leslie Nielsen was trying to get on the baseball field? And um, he ended up. Yeah, um, he, he just sang the national anthem, and he oh, had to run out there. Let's not invite him again. And then, and then he was um, he, he grabbed that umpire, and he hit him over the head. And they went in that room, and he was trying to change clothes right. with him so he could get out there. But it's like you know, he had his pants down. He pulled the umpire's pants down, and that janitor walks <laughs> the janitor in and walks sees him. In. <laughs> that's what I picture with Steve. And that's another one of those fast looks too. That, yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Now you're now you're talking my language. I, I loved, I loved everything. 
uh, I loved everything about Police Squad. Back in the 70s, or the, the, the early 80s when they had the series, I've watched yeah, everyone. Yeah. It, was only, it was only one season, which is a crying yeah, fucking yeah, shame. It was only, because it oh, was yeah, right. absolute genius, and it was so funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I watched everyone. I don't know how many times I've watched every one of them again. And then the movies, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yep. I love that stupid oh, yeah. slapstick mindless, let your brain go, humor. Mm-hmm. Love it. I absolutely oh, yeah, love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, unfortunately, I mean, there's a lot of that stuff you could never do again. Yeah. Just ask Mel Brooks, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, you can't have Blazing Saddles ever again. Yeah, like, it and Richard Pryor know, wrote that fucking movie. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, well, there was... Um, you can't do it, and Richard Pryor also- wrote it. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, there was um, like, well, I mean, even some other things. In and the, I'm a uh, big liberal, zone. real big fucking liberal, yes. huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's unfortunately, you know, uh, I mean, back in those days, if somebody wrote a movie like that or something like that, it doesn't mean that whoever wrote that movie hates everybody or has any ill will. You know, it was just a joke, and everybody just laughed, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I just don't understand, you know, why nowadays all of a sudden it's got to be career-ending and life-threatening for people. I don't know. I don't know. You know? That's, I mean, um, it, 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 I mean to me, I can understand where some things are offensive, but I, I'm not, I, and, and me, uh, always trying to be funny, always trying uh-huh. to be a comic, and that's the reason I do this, because I, I can't get on stage. I live in a fucking nowhere fucking place. I we have I got a, a wife. I got a kid. I got a fifty-hour job. We have a bowling. There's a bowling center. There's down a bowling block. center. Yeah, yeah. Eric's not going to let me on stage. Right, right. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh-huh. I can't. I, I've done stand up, but I can't, I don't have time to do stand up. So this is my this is my funny outlet. Yeah. This is how I get to do it. This is how I get to entertain. And, uh, and oh, sure, and, and sure. It's always sure. that you know. There's yeah. always that like, uh, should I do that joke? But in my case, I can always uh, delete it or uh, uh-huh. go back into my podcast and delete it there. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Right, right, right. I, I, can't, I, really, I, I can't really Michael Richards it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And, yeah, and, and well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, you know, there are some things out there that just aren't funny like that. But, I mean, you know, there's some things out there that are harmless. You can I be think, classy and with it, and then you it. can be just a jack off. Right. Yeah. Right, right. You know, and, and you know, but like I said, you know, it's, there, there's no means anybody any harm when they're doing comedy. Oh, God, they're just no. trying to be funny. I don't you know? think I've ever said anything you know, hate, unless it was a horrible, unless it was like a fucking Nazi or KKK guy. Then then I fucking hate you. Right, Understand right, that right. right now. I fucking mm-hmm. hate you. The Wayne's so, brothers have been doing it for years. Yeah, the Wayne's brothers have been doing Yeah, but they're black. They can do <laughs> I can't. Yeah. They, made fun, they made fun of, uh, of oh. every of every you know, Grace. One, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite people that's ever been on my podcast. His name is Sam McLean, and uh, he, he told a story one time that I absolutely cannot retell. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he was fucking great, you know. But I can't do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just say I can't say that. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I guess it all depends on his and, mouth. And right now, if, if Sam's watching, he's laughing his ass off. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I, oh, I got a story. Oh, I got a good. story. Um, murder mystery story. Murder mystery story. So, um, 
speaking of like awkward and um, so I, whenever we do a murder mystery, I generally play the detective and I come in and I kind of open the show. I set the stage for the show. Um, and then I have everybody, I say, well, look, you know, there's a lot of you here and, you know, if we do it on the train, especially this is a long train, you know, I can't be everywhere at once. If you look at me, I'm not exactly built for speed. So um, <laughs> I'm going to need to swear. <laughs> I'm going to need to swear everybody in and deputize you. So what I will need to do is everybody raise your right hand and I you know, do a swearing in. Okay. Right. Well, um, I was looking around, yet you know, there was like, you know, rows and rows of tables, you know, on the train, there's the aisle, then you have tables, and right. there was somebody who was like a little ways back from me, raising his left hand. I said, no, no, sir, your other right. And he says, I don't have a right arm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was yeah. just like, insert foot in. No. <laughs> no, my buddy Cam. No. My buddy Cam. I went over to him. I went over to him after the show and I said, I am so sorry, sir. I am so, and he just laughed. He goes, don't worry about it. Goes, don't, don't worry about it. Don't be embarrassed. I get that all the time. Right, you know, it's right. like, you know, and he, you know, but I was just like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> now my buddy Cam, uh, his sister came to visit him and, uh, she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. anyway, he comes home from work and they're already there and they're all sitting at the table and mm-hmm. he comes in, he's like, he introduces himself to it. Cause he's just so he's, he's one of those personalities that you're naturally just drawn to. He's so personable and loving and, and accepting. It makes you feel very comfortable in his presence immediately, you mm-hmm. know, right, just an right, endearing, right, right. endearing person, but he's very funny as well. So he comes in the house, he sees all the ladies at the, at the table, his wife, his sister, and his sister's girlfriend, he wants to make sure that everybody is accepted and loved, you know? So he, he, he grabs her hand and how are you doing? And nice to meet you and stuff like that. Make sure you immediately feel very welcome, you know? Of course, hugs his sister, kisses his wife, and his sister says, Cam, can you go out and get our stuff out of the out of the car? Get the bags and stuff. He's like, no problem. So he goes out there, and he's grabbing all the he's grabbing all the stuff, and he sees a shoe, and he grabs it, and he's looking around, and he's got the light on, and he's like looking and searching, and searching, and searching, and searching. Can't find the other shoe. Comes in the house, and he goes, "Now what kind of dumb motherfucker only wears one shoe?" And then he's seen the crutch in the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Just the most loving, endearing. <laughs> she only had one leg. <laughs> so, so one-legged lesbian walks into my buddy's house. <laughs> Oh my God. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> that's funny. God, that's jeez. Oh man. It's if I only so, had a stage. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
well, you, Michael, you know it's really funny too. Yes. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, no, go I, ahead. I just really kind of like um, uh, another kind of thing that I like is um, the silly humor that they had on uh, you know, the airplane naked gun, the, oh, the yeah. Zucker Brothers Kentucky Fried movie, that yeah, kind of thing. Just mindless. Another type of thing that I like too, and um, if you like The Office, they had quite a few episodes of this, uh, and two of them that come in mind was when Michael and Jan had everybody over for dinner, oh, yeah. and then there was the other one where he promised to pay for college for all those kids. Oh my like gosh, the, yeah. Was, uh, the, something the scary, uh, uh, Michael, uh, uh. Scott's Tots. Yes, yes. <laughs> Scott's Tots. <laughs> The cringe humor, like that cringing, you're just oh, like. I, had, I, oh couldn't, my I couldn't. God. Look, I couldn't watch it. I had to look away. It was just so uncomfortable and horrible. Yes. Yes. Like, no. Yes. No. God. No. These kids yeah, think they're going to college on his dime. He's like, I know. who knew they was all going to do it? I didn't know any of them was going to make it. <laughs> and then the, um, and then just the things that came out during in conversation during that dinner party they had oh. when everybody came over. Oh my God! You know, oh jeez. Even uh, um, even uh, what's his name? Uh, Jim. What's mm-hmm. his name? Uh, Jim uh, John Krasinski. The yeah, actor. John Krasinski. Even he was yeah, talking yeah. about that episode being one of his one of the best episodes because Michael's new plasma TV. That was like fourteen by fourteen, and he just pushed it back like two. He's like, like two inches. He's like, there, you know, like, there you go. And, he's, and he just stands and watches it instead yeah. of sitting down. He stands yeah. next to it. Yeah, that was John, funny. Yeah. That... John Krasinski said That's... we all like none of them could hold it together. Like all of them just absolutely died yeah. when he just. Pushed it back those two inches and said, "If it's too close, yep. here, you know." <laughs> <laughs> There's a good podcast out called Office Ladies, where um, is it Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey? Uh, that was Angela and Pam, right, from the show. And every every week they go through a different episode of The Office. And they're, oh, is that they're right? In a couple of seasons now. Oh yeah, it's good. Oh, it's wow. good. Um, and then they bring in, uh, they call like other characters from the office mm-hmm. to be guests. You know, like if, if an episode was particularly heavy on Dwight or Daryl or something like that, they yeah. would bring that person in and really talk to them about that particular episode. But they would always, um, they would give away very interesting things about you know behind <laughs> the scenes stuff and stuff that <laughs> was Meredith going not on. wearing underwear because it was a casual Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's just weird because that show was on for so long. I feel like that, like that was like their lives. Like they worked at a paper company. Like yeah. that's how I feel, you know. Yeah. It's oh yeah, nuts. yeah. Um, you're yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, I know. And um, but but I mean, so many things on that show. I mean, everybody can identify with that because that's what when, when it work, you know. I mean, you could actually, oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, film I, it for a, real. Uh, we, we had a guy that worked for us, and uh, he's straight out of the fifties, man. I swear, nice guy. Don't get me wrong, nice guy, but is it's like uh, Daniel Tosh said. There's a reason we don't introduce our black friends to our grandparents. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 
me. So he's helping this, he's helping yeah. this black guy, and he's like, the guy comes walking in, and he goes, what up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> We should go out for chicken sometime. <laughs> swear, I swear this is an actual conversation, and I'm like, oh god! Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow! Like, no, no! I would have ran. Thanks, on the itching chain. I would have ran. I just ran away. Oh god! I ran like, away. And never I'm looked back. Like, I'm sinking down in my chair. I'm like, oh god, don't. Don't, don't say anything else. We don't eat lunch with him. <laughs> what up, bro? <laughs> and he's trying to be, he's really, truly trying to be personable. And he's just... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh the, the thing about it is he's... He's actually trying. You know, he's this is him actually yeah, yeah. trying. <laughs> like, that's cringe humor right oh, there. I mean, that, that's oh, a yeah, scene see, right that's, there that's that could have been on that show. There, you're like, oh, God, no. That oh, is yeah, something yeah. that Michael oh, yeah. Scott would try to yeah. do for sure. Uh-huh. You just look, you look uh-huh. exactly like a friend I have. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Oh God! There, there, there's, oh, geez, there's some of the things that wouldn't want to work. Oh. Um, I was <laughs> I, in cable. I, I was in cable TV for 13 <laughs> years, and um, I could tell you some stories, probably off the air. That you know, <laughs> yes, um, yes, definitely off the air. I felt very risky even saying that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, sweating a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no. Uh, yeah, there there were there, there were some stories. There were some stories from those ratings? companies. We had ratings. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't know we had ratings. <laughs> we don't have ratings. We really don't. It's uh, we're we're real big yeah. in uh 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 what is it Bangladesh? Yeah, yeah, I think that's where <laughs> we have five likes on Facebook. Uzbekistan. Yeah. We're real big in Uzbekistan. <laughs> Where was it? Yes, I, I actually, yeah. um, I, I looked at our our, our, uh, our uh, analytics, and it said Herzegovina. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm like, oh, so if you touch it, um, it'll show you like where in the world it was, like this town in Herzegovina. Well, when uh-huh. I touched it, where's that at? It uh, it's the old Yugoslavia. And right, so, right, right, right. So um, I so I hit it. And, and it does like this scale around thing, and then it hits Chicago. Uh-huh. Somebody from the Herzegovina, um, uh, what, what is it, the uh, embassy, because uh-huh. it's actually Herzegovina soil, because it's a, the embassy in Chicago, somebody was yep. from there yep. was listening to it. No shit. Yeah, I was okay. like, my mind was just yeah. blown. I'm like, like I want to drive to Chicago, go to the Herzegovina uh-huh. Embassy, and knock on the door and said, who listened to my worst holiday? <laughs> I'm here. You're right here I am. I'm here. That's right. Meet somebody famous. 
You're right about that with the embassies, though, because yeah. I'm, I've, I've it's their worked sovereign, in D.C. It's their sovereign soil. It is. It is. There's yes. a whole bunch of embassies. I think it's on either Connecticut or Massachusetts Avenue in northwest Washington. That's where a lot of embassies are. And not only are um, the buildings like in the style of the country yeah. that they're from. Right. But they also have um, all the soil in there. They did. It was imported from that country. They, they and brought, brought in Bosnia and Herzegovina soil and made it their soil. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I didn't know that either. How about that? Let's hope there's no embassy from Chernobyl here. Yeah, where they <laughs> get the soil from there. Yeah. Our embassy. There are plenty of other places. The, there are plenty of other places in Russia they can get soil from. You don't need yeah, to go to other Chernobyl, than Chernobyl. You know? <laughs> yeah. With the basketball-sized tomatoes they're growing out there now, you know. I'm sure. They are delicious. <laughs> yeah, there's still people living there. Yeah. You're, you're not. Uh, nuts. You're not potent anymore, but they're fucking delicious. <laughs> Absolutely. Teeth have never been whiter, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ping. Yeah. See how we brought it around yeah. like that Larry David thing? <laughs> I wish I could Absolutely. remember the, the theme song Absolutely. to uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, 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 I don't know. Well, Michael, it's tell us all about yourself title. again, where we can find you, everything that we, where everybody can find you, and uh, who you are, and oh. everything. You have the floor again. My gosh, it's you've been. You've a Christmas gift or something like you've that. You've been absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Uh, you're, you're 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 welcome back, absolutely anytime. Anytime, because I sure, sure, you've I'd got, love to. I'd love uh, I, to. I, I feeling, I got a feeling you've got like another whole uh, bunch of time left in you again. So, remind me of a younger oh, sure, version sure. of myself. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, I've got, I've got plenty of uh, things to go over here. But you know, uh, where can you find me? You can't miss me. I'm six foot six. So um, I'll tell you where uh, you can find me. I, I am on Facebook. Um, I have a Michael Spedden page on Facebook. I have a foul players radio page on facebook and i also have the foul players of perryville on facebook uh twitter i'm at underscore or at foul f-o-w-l underscore radio um my podcast uh foul players radio is foulplayersradio.com um my murder mystery company is uh, foulplayersofperryville.com, but because of COVID, there's no dates or shows or anything listed. You can go in there and look at pictures from our old shows or get our contact info if you want. Um, we are starting the book um, for the summer, hoping that COVID will be under control and we'll be able to do it by then. Um, if you need to get a hold of me for a murder mystery show, um, you can reach me at 443-600-0446. Um, you can also reach me at michaelspedden at yahoo.com, and I'll take care of you there. Um, let me see. Where else? Where else? I said foulplayersofperryville.com for the website. Um, and that, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much and it. Just stop by and give say, me a say, listen. Say and, they have an annuity. Um, where could they, uh, look, where they, where could they go? Uh, what number could they call if they have an annuity, but they want the cash now? Eight, seven, seven, cash. There it is. And I will and be on his too, show. Uh, I will be on his show. 
Um, January, yeah. The 4th at, uh, what is it? Uh, I, I've got 12 a.m., but I know that's not right. So it's got to be probably uh, around 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah. 9 yeah. o'clock your time, 8 o'clock my time? Something like that. I have 8.30 my time, so that would be uh, 7.30. 7.30. Okay, 7.30. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, also, one, two more things. Um, Kimmy versus the Reverend on Netflix. Gotham, season five, episode eight. You get to see me die. You'll get to see me pour drinks. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I've also done a whole lot of ID discovery shows, but you really can't tell it's me because they always film us. It's those murder reenactment shows, but most of the people get filmed from the back or from the neck down or something. Right, or blurred. Right. So, right. I mean, I, I was in them, but. You're not really going to get to see me. And my that was my ankle. That was my ankle. Do you see my ankle? That was my ankle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't get cut. <laughs> yeah. And the JG Wentworth commercial basically just turn on TV during the day and it's on somewhere. Exactly. Um, if you're watching YouTube, Maury, you know YouTube. this motherfucker right here. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yeah. If you're watching Judge Judy. <laughs> Or Judge Brown, you know this man. He's the Viking. 877-CASH-NOW. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the guy. I didn't do it as good as he does. He's got a voice that really sounds good. <laughs> Mine doesn't. Well, thank you. I, I do sing as well, so I'm also um, a barber shopper. You're a barber shopper. No way. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah you I, start. I, singing, uh, um, I can't believe this. I'm in a quartet as well. You're you start, and I'll, I'll just follow in, and it, I'm just fucking with you. I, I'm not in a quartet. I can't sing. I can't sing. I, I, I can a, do that scream thing that he's talking about. That ah, you know, like I can do that, and uh, like Buck Cherry, I'm your guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I'm your guy. Okay. I'm actually in a chorus. It's not a quartet. It's a chorus. Um, it's called the Chorus of the Chesapeake, and um, actually Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs used to sing with us. Oh, cool. Oh, really? If you remember Mike Rowe yeah. from Dirty Jobs. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. him. That's very cool. That's very cool. Do you have a Patreon or anything? Yeah, yeah. He's a nice guy. No, I should. I should, but I don't. Um, no. no yeah, that, that, I got to get on don't, that. Don't just make it an avenue where people can just give you money. <laughs> like, just yeah, saying, I know. Yeah. Just saying, stay the fuck away from that. You know? Like, because like, it takes... I don't want you to go ten minutes... And do that. You know, like, just make that thing. Okay. Because it is 10 minutes. <laughs> so, whatever you do, mm-hmm. don't fucking do that. All right. Stay away. Yeah. You know? and no. It's almost like a, a what was it? A walk it. hard with Dewey Cox. It's like, what are you guys doing in here? <laughs> We're smoking reefer. <laughs> you don't want you none, don't of, this none of this shit, yeah. Dewey. You don't want none of this shit. <laughs> What's it do? It turns all your bad dreams into, into good, good ones. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want none of this. You don't want none of this shit. <laughs> I, I think I do. <laughs> All right, Mike, you've been you've been an absolute, uh, you've been just a, a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to have you on again. Well, thank you. Uh, you, uh, I hope Absolutely. you had fun. I hope you had fun. Stay on the line. We're going to talk to you I, after we close everything out here. Uh, and as always, you have the device in your hand. It's this fucking easy. You have the device in your hand. Whatever platform you're on, subscribe. 
and uh, like and leave a review. It's that easy. You got to do that. You can send us money at myworstholiday at patreon.com. And with that being said, from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this has been My Worst Holiday. Good night, Good night everybody.